Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's the opposite of Christopher Reeves? Christopher Walken, of course. This is the Super Chevy Brothers podcast. Uh, that was sent in by <laughs> that was sent in by Ghostmouth through the Discord server. Remember, if you want to send us an opening line for the podcast, you can do so either through email, Super Chevy Brothers at or Super Chevy Bros at gmail.com or on our Discord server. Thank you, Ghostmouth. Uh, Ghostmouth. Ghost math. What am I? Ghost ghost math. Ghost moth. From uh, wait, our Discord server. What you know? This is our last episode now, right? Why? That's it. That's it's over. It's over after this. That's all. Because of the well, I just want I wanted to pick a good one where people knew how. I mean, we'll go there. We'll go South Park levels. No, that one. We'll go no, South Park levels of, of, uh, of comedy. Let's just try to keep not too much racism. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> that's all. Uh, I think that's the only rule for it. So go to the Discord, put them in the suggestions, email them. If you know us personally, of course, you can also just uh, mail us. But uh, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a Yell while. at us when you see us. Yeah. Of course, I, it's your host, uh, Chevy Chevs, the, the Chevangler, and Cheval. Do you have a Cheval, the, the Cheval. Uh, yeah. uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. That's oh. it. Yeah. All right. Just Cheval. Yeah. I don't have any titles this week. If I had any titles, it would be... Um, um, I don't know. I've just been kind of soaking in my own filth recently. So, yeah, I don't really have one. What have you been up to this week? To be honest. Uh, I've, been, I've, been, uh, I've been working. I'm working real hard. Uh, also been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat competitive, uh, getting my ass whooped, whooping asses. Um, a lot of Aaron Blacks, I hate all of them. Um, don't please don't take that quote out of context. Um, also been playing a lot. No, no, no. I beat Zelda finally. I finally beat it. Okay. After yeah, all these, you told years. me it wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, yeah. So I mean, I guess spoiler alert. If you care, the game's like two years old now, but. Yeah, it's just like a two-minute-long cutscene, and that's it. So there's really no reason to beat the game. So if you're one of those people who's like, "Oh, should I beat the game?" You don't. No, because you don't. And then, and then, and then your your save just takes you to right before. Like it's just to your it, last to save. Woo. So. To it, to woo. All right, buddy. Yeah, that that's exactly. The, that's what. Yeah. yeah, that's what Zelda gets. That sums it up. No, I mean, game's still amazing. I'm still excited for the sequel, but no, the ending was kind of. I was like, uh, all right, well. That's what I thought was going to happen anyway, but <laughs> thanks, I mean, thanks for Zelda's like Mario, me, which is like Zelda's like Mario, which is like Metroid, which is like you know. I mean, th- that's what's going to happen. Mario's going to save the princess. Zelda's going. <laughs> Link's going to save Zelda. It's that's it. You know, there's not much you can expect. From yeah, it, so. yeah. It, it's it's just funny because like the last cutscene had probably less meat than any of the other cutscenes in the game because. Like, okay, I know you haven't played it, but you go find memories 
and then like when you find the memories because link like lost all his fucking memories he's been locked in a chamber for 100 years mm-hmm. um they triggers a cutscene or like the cutscenes before you fight like the main bosses in the game too and those cutscenes are like really good the last cutscene is like all right they killed the big dude and uh all right that's it game's over so yeah i was i was pretty disappointed with that but no no i mean still a good game i'll probably go back and try to finish some side quests but i think i'm actually just pretty much done with it now so okay yeah i actually started playing odyssey uh mario odyssey yesterday so that'll take you three hours that's a fast one i saw that someone speed run that in 10 minutes i'm not surprised it's it's uh I've, yeah, I've heard it's really short, but I'm enjoying it so far. I don't remember the last time I played a 3D Mario game, or if I ever played a 3D Mario game, and it's fun. So, yeah. Well, I've uh, I've been in Combat League too. I've also been playing lots of Monster Hunter. I've fa- <laughs> I figured out this week, uh, I'm basically trading in racial slurs for luck, and it's it's working. Huh? I, what now? <laughs> huh? I ha- I haven't. I haven't heard the N word this much, and I watch like interracial porn, man. It's like on. Wait, I, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> uh, uh, getting, wait, wait, which game are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about game and in Twitterverse. I, I'm getting called. Uh, oh, sweet! I was called Negroid amongst other things on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then uh, on, of course, in Combat who you, League. Who are you arguing with? I wasn't arguing with anyone. I was just giving someone facts. And then, uh, of okay. course, in Combat League, Fuck. anytime you play a fighting game, this it, happens with any online game, right? But fighting games in particular, if, when people figure out or hear that you have a mic or something, or they just see that and you're, they're losing, they're gonna they're gonna call you some things. They're gonna call you lots of things. So I got called lots. Oh, of the N word's the first one. It's the first one. It's the first one. What? <laughs> one guy. He, like, he picked Jax, right? And the whole time, he was like, nigger, 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 <laughs> The whole oh, uh, Is it 2004 again? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, but, shit. But. It's but, like Halo 3 all over again. But I only lost two combat matches all week. Uh, I oh. In Monster Hunter, I I was paired up with... Uh, like four Nigerante hunters. These are horrible. But huh? I also earned four attack gems, which in the first 650 hours I played the game, I had only gotten one, the one the game gives you, which means I technically had gotten zero, right, from drops. And then yeah. in this past week, in, in I, I would say like 20 hours of play or something, I picked up four more. So it's turning out all right for me. Uh, All right, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty that, that psyched. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it. Uh, and drinking some uh, good old fashioned uh, tea. Ew, that wasn't that wasn't appetizing you like at that? all. It says you sucked the part of somebody's ass. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. No, like I said, last episode of this podcast. Apparently, um, right. we're gonna get flagged. We're gonna take us off of iTunes. It's gonna so, be great. Um, so, uh, um, which by by the way, sorry, today's episode is a uh, different different uh, format. We've flipped it up a little bit. We got rid of the uh, quick hits. You know, the quick hits, the ones you guys love. Uh, we we got rid of them. No more quick They're hits. Gone. They're gone. 
uh, and now we've broken up the, we've got main news and then we have things we just want to talk about. So we'll get to those. And in between, we'll have like a segment every week. It'll change. I already have my next segment for next week, uh, coming up. I'm sure Biko will like to participate in that one. Uh, it's, it's pertaining actually to two things. A thing one of my friends texted me last night, MXGXPX, and a reader question that we got like four weeks ago, but we haven't been able to answer because we did two, we tried to do the podcast twice, and both times something wrong happened. You got deleted. Yeah. Yay. So hopefully this Deletion. one doesn't. We have two people recording here. Uh, good luck to us. So, but we do have the fan favorite games out this week. So games coming out this week, July second, we have Final Fantasy Shadowbringer. Uh and is that P- the MMO, right? Well, it's the expansion to the Final Fantasy fourteen MMO. I heard from a okay. very credible source that it is actually very good and it's one of the better ex- expansions and that it actually adds a lot to the game. It's really fun. Lots of quality of life improvements. Thanks for the information, Deej. Remember if you have any Final Fantasy questions, don't ask her. I'm sure she'd be really annoyed <laughs> if you did. Yeah. Uh, don't ask anybody. Don't yeah, ask anybody about Final in the, Fantasy. In the Discord. No, Final Fantasy is fun. I enjoyed it, what I played of it. But it's just... I, I How like many to hours? Have, I think I put in like 8 or 10 hours or something. But I like to have uh, okay. full oh, control of my characters. Like I like to say... I like to push a button for each hit and a direction for each. You know what I mean? And it's more of it's almost like a, it's more strategic. You don't just like automation in that you kind of cue them up and stuff, which is fine. I just got to get used to it one day. Uh, and also on the second, we have Red Faction remastered on the Switch. I mean, the Switch is just getting all these. How old many games. times are they gonna fucking remaster this game? Oh yeah, like there's fuck. I forgot to add it to the list. There's uh, well, Red Faction. They're gonna remaster that. As many times as they can say remastered, because like, it's called remastered. Oh my gosh, you're right. No, no, okay, but the but the other thing about the switch, you're absolutely right. Now they're just porting shit for the hell of it. Now well, it's stuff that's like they, really old. They, they're like, fuck it. There's this game that came out like three years ago on mobile. It's like Takeda's Great Adventure or something like that, and it just came to switch, uh, like this week. And because it's a mobile device. Right? Well, the thing is, it's it's not hey, fine. It's a mobile device. It's not supposed to be a cell phone. Like you're selling, <laughs> you're selling free games on the Switch, and they like they're just oh wait, it. it costs money. Yeah, it costs money, and well, I'm pretty sure it costs money. I can't see the Switch store. You can look. It's called like Takeda's something something something. Uh, you have a Switch. You can look it up. But yeah, this the switch. It's especially they're gonna come out with another one, right? Like a second one, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they keep they keep talking about it. I mean, they always do it, so I'm not sure. We're not surprised. I mean, it's a mobile console, so they're definitely gonna release another version of it. There's been talks about it. Right. Anyway, don't buy mobile games on the Switch. It's a waste of money. You can get them for free on your iPhone or your iPad. So there you go. July 3rd, Just Cause 4. Are you sure? They all cost money? Like, for real? I mean, you can go check now. Just It's like called Takeda's fucking Adventures of, of, of Boss Man stuff. 
Or uh she's a boss man I, stuff. I Got forgot it. the name. I had it on the last docket, but I accidentally deleted the last docket. Anyway, July third, Just Cause Four, Los Demonios DLC on PS four, Xbox and PC. I I'm forgot, sure you pronounced that perfectly correctly. I forgot uh Just Cause Four came out. They should have released it on Just Cause Four July fourth. That would have been better. Well it's funny because we we have the game, I'm pretty sure. Do we have Just Cause Four? I'm pretty sure we own it, yeah. Alright, well... Or we have three. I don't remember. They all kind of blend together at some point. July 5th, Sidento. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> these Western game developers... I don't even like to say Western game developers. These, <laughs> these people have to stop chasing after like Japanese stuff. You could have just called it silent. PS4, PC, a visually yeah, stunning, mission-driven, multiplayer, VR, action sword, fighting, and gunplay game built for non-stop slash action. Silent though, yeah, on July 5th. They are billions. They are billions of post-apocalyptic, steampunk, real-time strategy, survival video game development published by Numantian Games. When I read descriptions, everything I talk about is going to sound like trash. I'm just... <laughs> And I mean, I don't even know what that game really is. It's so coming out on it's a real time strategy and survival. Yeah, huh? But that's normal. Okay, that's normal. sure. Why not? Uh, what's that game where you're in the woods with the boy? Uh, that's coming out on Xbox, but it's also slated to release on PlayStation. It's on PC as well. Attack on Titan Two Final Battle. <laughs> Attack on Titan. Uh, your PlayStation Plus games for uh, this month of July. Uh, we have, he, you're not updated, are you? Dog, you're ruining my bit. Just pretend <laughs> you didn't say what you said, all right? Okay, sounds good. Sounds right. good. Horizon Chase, a tribute to classic arcade racers, Horizon Chase Turbo, not the mobile version. I don't know. That might be on mobile, but uh, is a racing game inspired by the great hits of the 80s and 90s. Outrun, Top Gear, Rush, among others. Recreates classic arcade gameplay off his unbound uh, speed limits of fun. Uh, I like racing games, so I'm not ever going to shit on anything like that. Looks good to me. Uh, and then we Looks have good. Pez 2019 coming for... Oh, wait, wait a second. Oh, my God. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. No Pez 2019 for uh, our... Uh, PS Plus boys. Instead, we're getting Detroit humans all are us. What's it called? Detroit? Detroit. Yeah, we're getting Detroit. Coming human or something? David yeah. Cage. David yeah. Cage is Detroit. Johnny Cage? David Cage. David Cage. It's David Cage. French man. Johnny Cage. Detroit. Uh, I'm, I'm more excited for Detroit <laughs> than 2019, Pez. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a little more excited for Pez. I thought you would be, too. I'm, I'm, I fucking I'm have it. Wait, yeah, we have it already, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I yeah, mean, fuck Pez. Yeah, I know. That's the thing Welcome with sports games. People who want them to get them. And then, I, I I, mean, this really is, it's much better than having Pez. I mean, I like Pez, but it's, you know. I wonder what happened there. I wonder if, like, something with licenses or whatever happened. I think, may, I think maybe enough people bitched for once. No, I'm just kidding. You're right. It's probably some behind-the-scenes stuff. I think some people are going to think it's because they bitched, but I think they forget how much they've bitched in the past, and they didn't change shit. So, yeah, it's probably some behind-the-scenes shit. Right. 
and Xbox Games with Gold. I am guessing that's what it's called. Uh, they have a lot of Xbox something somethings. Yes. Uh, you have Inside, the famous Inside, made from the people who made that other famous game with the silhouette boy. Shit, I still haven't, I still haven't played that. And Big Crown mm-hmm. Showdown. Seize friends becomes foes as they compete in four-player local and online multiplayer combat set over three wacky worlds full of medieval shenanigans. All Vague. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for them. All right. Yeah, yeah. So... Yep, that's the, those are the games coming out this uh, coming week that might seem slightly interesting. So if anything there seems good to you, make sure to pick it up or not. I don't give a fuck. Uh, time for the news. All right. Like <laughs> how it just ends. EA Access is coming to the PlayStation 4 on July 24th. Uh, what do you think about Yay. EA Access? Okay, so so for people who don't know, it's like EA's uh, game subscription service. I don't know how you couldn't know about this if you've been around for uh, the past four or five years or so. It's been out but like, yeah, it's like since they're, uh, like 2014 or 15, right? Been out, yeah, been yeah, it's been out for a while. It's been out for a minute. and But... But it's it's now on the PS4. Well, no, not now on the PS4. It's coming to the PS4 July 24th. Um, so, from my understanding, it does kind of work like PlayStation. Uh, what's it called? PlayStation Now, right? PlayStation Plus. Oh, it's like PlayStation Plus. I think so. I think like you get free. You get games from it. I'm pretty sure. Like free games. Like this is yours now. You get to play the new games like a week early on like a demo version, kind of like so. Like when FIFA comes out, mm-hmm. if you have EA access, uh, you can play it a week or two weeks early. And uh, yeah, I think that's how it works. And then there, I guess it's kind of like n- now where you have games available, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's more like PlayStation Plus because once you stop. You're paying to just play the games that they're letting you play. I don't think you have access to everything, yeah. unless I'm wrong. I mean, we could always yeah, just yeah, open yeah. up this so, fucking article. So, look, from what I'm looking at, it's like, um, yeah, you're right. You get exclusive early trials. You get 10% off of digital per- per- purchases. And um, you get, it just says, unlimited play of tons of awesome games. So, yeah, it's like from a library of games, which, from what I've heard, it doesn't include, like, literally the entire library of EA games. It's kind of whatever they have on there. Yeah, whatever they are. So, I mean, I think if, you, yeah. if you're a streamer, it's great. I think if you're a person who plays a lot of games, especially sports games, it's great. Uh, like you're gonna have your FIFA every year. You might as well get it because you're, you're, you're gonna be paying less for all the other junk and you know your shooty shooties and stuff. I think it's fine. I'm not super hyped about it. I'm not in that. I don't have that kind of lifestyle. I do think it's a lifestyle thing. PlayStation Plus will do me for now. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I don't see myself using it. Um really? I mean, I like I like you said though, I think that that's, that's like really the market for it. Like if you're a person who's going to play Madden every year, you're going to get into that shit every year, you might as well just get it. That's that's kind of my opinion on it. But um right. I don't know. Like these subscription services things are interesting because 
I mean, we're kind of moving that way, but not really. Like, it's it keeps trying to inch that way, but it doesn't quite get there. All right, Mr. Like, the subscription service thing. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not against it. Anyway, so if you want to get it, if you're thinking about it, a month, it's four ninety nine, so <laughs> five bucks a month. But if you get the whole year, you get it for 30 bucks. So you get it's like it half, half price, right? Yeah, half price, which I think is not so bad. $30 down a day, uh, one day, sets you off a year is not so bad. So good luck getting to yeah, that if you yeah. like EA shit. Uh, here we go with number two. Round two. Fight. Google Stadia Games won't be cheaper than PS4, Xbox One games. Mm. I thought this was hilarious because of the quote from Phil Harrison. He told you're a gamer. <laughs> I don't know why it would be cheaper. <laughs> uh, which, I don't know. No, no, read the rest of it. Read the rest of it. His, exp- his so explanation how- is that this fr- this is from the Eurogame article. The value you get from the game on Stadia means you can play it on any screen in your life. TV, PC, laptop, tablet, phone. In theory, the Stadia version of a game is going to be at the highest possible quality of innovation and sophistication on the game <laughs> engine side. Uh, I mean, if if what they're saying is true with all the fucking upload speeds and it works for everybody and it's perfect and we're in La La Land... And sure, I guess so, but yeah, I don't. But but, but nah. But to <laughs> me, that was gonna happen. Yeah, right. But also, that's I'm paying Stadia, right? Like when I buy a game, yeah. When I buy a game, I'm buying it from the shop or the store. They get a cut, and then the developer depends on how it was bought. Whether it's digital, it's like a certain percent, right. or if it's retail, you know, the store got it, and then they supplied it and all that junk you know whatever msrp shit like that but all the boring yeah 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 but i don't know if i care how many screens i can play something um yeah i mean mean, it is does he not okay it is my my, my fundamental problem with it is that you're not getting okay when you pay 60 bucks for like so you buy you buy dark souls 6 or some shit like that and you pay 60 bucks you're actually getting the game like at least a file of it if you like buy it on PS4. Like you have a file that it's yours or it's like installed on your account. Mm-hmm. And if you buy a physical copy, they give you something. Stadia, it's like, yo, man, it's here. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be here, my nigga, but you can play it on your uh, LG. So, I mean, I don't, I don't see what his like. I, don't I just know. don't feel like, like I, I understand what he's saying, but I feel like that's like too idealistic. Well, to me, like, I'm trying to see what kind of... If I lived a life where I traveled a lot and moved around, I would only, I would still only buy Stadia if I could use it on my PlayStation, which I that that's not going to really happen. No, nah, uh, it shit ain't happening. Well, I mean, it does... It, it only wouldn't happen because of, like, the, the money. It makes sense. Like, if you signed up to use uh, Stadia Premium or whatever... And Stadia was on the PlayStation, and you could the games you bought at Stadia you could use on the PlayStation if you were a premium member would make sense for everyone. Stadia has to play play pay Sony to you know have yeah. the app on there, right? Right. And then probably yeah, pay would even... have to them. But 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 I mean also PlayStation already has PlayStation now, so I don't even think they would even let that shit slide. 
I mean, no, competitive wise, it, it doesn't make sense. Money wise, it does. Everybody makes more money that way, but just competition, right? Which we'll get into later because Sony is apparently fucking. Uh, what's 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 they're going, the... they're, they're going gamers rise up on everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whatever. But I don't know. I I think games on Stadia should be. I don't see why they should be cheaper either. As far as, because games I download on my PlayStation Store aren't cheaper. You know what I mean? They have more sales, of course. But if I buy it in the store and I buy it on the PlayStation Store, it's going to be the same cost because that store version exists anyway. So, uh, you know, I just thought it is funny how he answered it. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was funny. He was like, I don't know why it would be cheap. Like that quote alone is hilarious. But like, I see the argument for why people would want it to be cheaper. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, you don't. Like, you don't get anything. Like, like for instance, like, like um, you know, like some people have PT still on their PS4s, right? Like, they technically still like own that at least. Like, that's like the su- part that sucks well, about digital is like, yes, they could remove it for the store, and you might not be able to download it anymore. But like, some... if they if it's only streaming and they remove that bitch from streaming, nah, your game gone. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's the thing with Stadia that it was in another interview I read earlier this week. With Stadia, if you buy something, uh, any game, it's what they said. They haven't addressed how it's gonna work. But if you buy a game on Stadia, and that game is no longer listed, you will still be able to download and play and use that game anyway. It's just, it can't, it would just not be able to be bought again. So you know how, like, PT is, you know how PT is gone? Like, you can't get PT anymore? You just have it on your system or you don't? It's not like that. It'll be more like you can always download it, you can always have it. It just won't be on sale. I that was in some interview earlier, which I didn't yeah. put on the fucking podcast for whatever reason. Yeah. So. Yeah. Was, well. Okay. Well, that that's better then. That's that's not as bad then. I I like that part, but I mean, I don't know. I still have thoughts. I still have you know reservations about Stadia. I feel like I feel like it's very ambitious and only ambitious because they're like, nah, guys, trust this. It'll be fine. Like that's that's kind of how they're going about it. They're like, the games will look excellent. Wink, wink. Like trust this. But I'm like, low key already envisioning like launch day and people being like, yo, look at this shit. Look at how the new Doom game looks like a fucking Nintendo game. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. Like I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying no, me too. I hope it doesn't either. I hope it doesn't. You're going to have to listen to it again because Biko's talking over it. Here we go. Number three. You know, I have my yeah. audio turned down a lot. And it's it still seems like that's pretty fucking loud. Number three. Street Fighter yeah, 5. Or, sorry. Super Street Fighter 5 Evo reveal is more likely. Uh, recently, there's been no... DLC for the game, not since the last few characters with uh, Ninja and all that shit. Uh, and so it looks like Capcom doesn't want Street Fighter Five to die. Uh, oh, surprising! So they're going to. I mean, it's the only game they've got right now on like the the competitive circuit, really. I mean, MVCI was killed immediately. I'm saying, like, within two, three months, it was dead, gone. Yeah. Not even, nothing. Everything yeah. was canceled. 
They've only got this. Street Fighter Five is a good game, but I think a lot of people feel like they're... Like, with the last big update, was a good update, and then they added characters, but the game kind of still plays in a way where there is one way to play a character, and I think for a lot of people, that's not very attractive anymore. Like, it's very one note. So it looks like a Super Street Fighter Five, an upgraded version, right. will be coming out. Uh, would you okay. be interested? Wait, wait, real, real quick, great, th- real, real quick though. Um, didn't they say they weren't going to do this? Yes, they said exactly they would not be doing a Super Street Fighter Five. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, Capcom, but nasty. they said the same thing for Street Fighter Four, and then they came out with Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. So they they technically, oh, no, they all, but but they did they also did Super Street Fighter Four as yeah, well. Yeah, Super Street Fighter Four. Yeah, yeah, and and then Ultimate Super Street Fighter Four. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Here's no, the thing: don't ever Capcom. trust a fighting game company that says we're not going to release a second version of the game because especially wink, wink. these days, <laughs> look at everything Arxis puts out and and what are the games? Guilty Gear, Melty Blood, all these fucking games. Uh, Blaze Blue are it's like every six months there's a new iteration of the game, which is fine. But How I many think any of those uh, Guilty Gear Xrd games where they're like four. I think four, yeah. But the thing is, Jesus they they really need to cut down with the price on what's going on because I think for me that's what keeps me out of anime fighters because I know it's gonna update, which updates are good. But a the balance is gonna be fucking off again. You have 50 characters, but only 10 of them are usable. Uh, C, I don't know if that was a B, but uh, 3, there's going to be an update, this big giant update where I'm going to have to pay like 20, 25 bucks. And then all the shit I used to like in the last part might be gone or not work right. Like I hated uh updates to my characters and nerfs and buffs and shit. I'd rather just get it for free and feel like shit instead of paying twenty five dollars. Um, <laughs> if they did have a Super Street Fighter five, what would you want to pay? Uh okay, what I okay. What would I want to pay? Yeah. I would say forty personally. I think that that would be fair, especially, you know, like we just said, you pulled the dick move of being like Guys, okay, I know we said last time Street Fighter Four we weren't gonna do. We, I know, I know we promised, but this time for real, we're not gonna make another one. And they're like twisting their fingers so fucking hard behind their back that they're like breaking. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I would think forty. I think that that's fair, but and also because yeah, they're probably gonna release more DLC on top of that game. So yeah, let's be real. The, the next one is going to be like Ultra or like a, uh, what's it called? An arcade edition. Yeah. I mean, definitely. It's arcade edition now. Or like Mega or some shit like that. Well, I I don't know. I It depends on what's in the game. If they, look, if they put all the characters they have in there with all the DLC and all the costumes, then they should sell it for 60 bucks. Like if you're a new player and buy it right off the bat. Um, 40 bucks for an update or something. Yeah, forty bucks for an update because they they've added a lot of content like uh, costumes and stages and whatnot that I would buy that I would I would buy the sixty dollar version just so I don't have to worry about installing shit the same way like I'd buy that right, right. 
if if they're gonna give me a super street fighter with like another v trigger and like three more characters and all the old characters then to me that's not worth 40 bucks because i could you could just release right. character dlc and an update and i could pay 20 dollars for the dlc and get the updates for free you know what i mean so it just depends yeah uh, no, that would make more sense yeah yeah um i'm more interested these days in sam show samurai showdown it looks sam really show good. That, that game that's spelled wrong it's spelled right to me. That's how I spelled Showdown as a kid. The thing is, spell, spell, I, spell, oh, okay. I wish, I wish that's how Street Fighter 4 looked. Because they're kind of aping the Street Fighter 4 oh, yeah. ink, ink, like drawing thing, right? But it's so much yeah. crisper. It just looks so much better. And Street Fighter 4 to me well, looked that's... like someone fucking vomited in pubic hair. I just couldn't get... Uh, it hurts me. Well, that, that's the funny thing is like I was looking up gameplay of Samurai, the new Samurai Showdown, the other day, and my first thought was, "Oh shit, this is like Street Fighter 4. So what? Did, what was the very? What was the very what? Oh no, don't tell me. Right? I was like, oh, I, I was just saying the Samurai Showdown um, graphics are ten times better than. Oh yeah, it's like so not even much just graphics, crisper. like the so art style better. is yeah. much better. Definitely, I. I... Uh, I want to get that. <clears throat> that's a that's a nudge to you. <laughs> I want I want to get that game. Uh, I used to play. I'm sorry, Sam- I can't speak anymore. Huh? Hello. I can't speak English anymore. I don't know what no, she okay, said. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, Street Fighter Four looks like trash. See, see, Jeez. here's the thing. Like, I used to play Bad Sam look- Show. Maybe I played Street Fighter Two, but only in arcades like i only played street fighter at home once we got a playstation 2 i think with with yeah yeah but before that like with the segas and nintendos and stuff i and super i was only playing sam show at grandma's house because grandma had sam show i don't know why grandma had samurai showdown but i go to grandma's house and i play samurai showdown and I would never play with anybody who chose the character who looked like Freddy Krueger because that was scary to me. And so I, I'm excited for Samurai yeah, Showdown. Scary. Huh? He's fucking terrifying. He's terrifying. 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 Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, Samurai Showdown looks good. I'm actually really interested in it. It is. It, I just like how it's a lot slower than the other games. And Slower than what? I don't know. It looks like, like other games in general? It, it, just like other fighting games, like it's very slow. Like it's slow yeah. paced. It like you have to just, be like careful with the like, you make. It looks exactly how I remember Samurai Showdown playing. Wait, and, oh and, no, yeah, I don't know. Samurai, but Samurai Showdown has always played like that. It's a yeah, slow game. Yeah, compared it's like, to like Street Fighter and stuff. It's like you remember Bushido Blade, that game, Bushido Blade. Yeah, if it's like a two D version of that. If yeah, if you don't know Bushido Blade, it is basically Samurai Showdown but three D. And it's like you, another fucking samurai dude in the bamboo forest. You have a sword. It's one hit kills if you want. Like you can dismember people. You can chop them in half. You can take their legs out and they're crawling. And they like that game. They need to remake that because that's some crazy game right there. I love that shit. Samurai Showdown. Bushido Blade would be awesome if they brought that out. I mean. Oh, imagine like a VR Bushido Blade. 
No, 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 no. Nah, that'd, that'd be gross. That'd be fucking ridiculous. Bushido Blade wasn't first person. You could play in first person. You remember that? Yeah, I know, I know. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. Like yeah. that. That's why they should make it in VR because that shit Crazy. was dope. But I wouldn't mind a third person version of it because that that game was like very highly underrated to me. Bushido Blade was like, I that was like I'm the first, so... uh, what was that game? Uh, uh, it, it was like an Xbox arcade game. It was based on a TV show. It was like Deadliest Warrior or some shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah, Deadliest Warrior is very similar to that except there's more themed on warriors i like the japanese theme of it's just more it felt more tense because you know that guy has you could choose your weapon you could choose any character and any weapon and it was more to me it was more interesting than the deadliest warrior thing that was kind of like an xbox arcade five dollar game uh anyway we had yeah that was like a game you play for like a couple months and then forget about Right. Uh, number four. Alan Wake, baby. Alan Wake developer, Remedy, yeah. regains publishing rights to Alan Wake. Uh, Alan Wake is a great game. Alan Wake is uh right amount of tense, right amount of, like quirky fun cool mechanics uh i hope it comes out again they say the only thing we want to clarify right now is that remedy owns the publishing rights different platforms uh it's is that we could bring alan wake to different platforms if we so choose uh speaking of Eurogamer, alan wake developer remedy has teased the possibility of multi-platform release for previous microsoft owned games so these games used to only be on xbox and there's a chance they could come out on everything else i'd play like a remastered or remake version of those games they were super fun at least the first that's exactly what they're gonna do they're they're gonna release yeah they're gonna release remake of uh the game with all the original dlc and shit in it probably i mean I loved Alan Wake. I thought the first one, that was one of my favorite games I played on 360 ever. It was, oh, yeah, yeah. It was not super really good. like a lot of games on the system. It was really good. It had yeah. horror elements, but it wasn't like too complex. The puzzles it, were good. It, it was had, a good game. It had like a, it was still a game, like in that you have to use a flashlight for the dark and you, and you have guns and stuff, but you still felt weak, you know, like the way the game was working and how it, like you still felt weak and you still felt small. And it, you had it was, to like make sure you had enough bullets. You had to make sure you had fucking batteries and shit. Right. And it was still very like Twin Peaks inspired. Like the like the the guy you play as is kind of like an author who writes about t- mysteries that happen in these kinds of places. And it's really fun. I hope they do bring it back. Uh it seems very likely at this point. So, right. there's one for Alan Wake. Very nice game. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I really do hope they remake it. I don't hope. I don't hope that you know they remake it and then they're like, you know what? It's a Nintendo exclusive now. But um, no, I'm excited for it. I, I I think that they'll probably take the opportunity to make more of them, probably. And hopefully, if they do remaster it, they like you know. It's like a, I don't know. What if they remade the whole ass game or something like that? That'd be cool instead of just like a remaster. But yeah, you know, we'll see. I'd, we'll I'd see. rather get a new game. But if they did like remake it, 
I'd be fine with that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great game. If you have a 360, I think it's on PC as well. It's probably um, on Xbox Games played... Gold Games or something. Oh yeah, no, yeah. If you have the games of gold shit, yeah, play Alan Wake. If you haven't played it already, it's really good. Good game. Well, that's been our news. Thank you for tuning in. This is the best place to get your news, as you know. Uh, we'll have more yeah. news. <laughs> get ready for everything you ever wanted to hear, know, and find out. What was that? Oh, okay. I thought he was going to talk about Chicken Cordon Bleu. Okay. Sounds good. You know, I'm not hearing it the same way I think everyone else is. (laughs) Uh, So, now time for a new segment on the Super Chevy Brothers podcast. This one, uh, I want to bring you more uh, opinionated stuff. This is definitely my opinion of things. Uh, But this new one... Oh, no. Yeah. This new segment we're going to call... Uh, myths and legends and it's not necessarily only about japan but this particular one is and of course with every new segment we have new music please enjoy Okay, sounds good. Right. So today on (laughs) Bits and Legends, I just want to talk about what's kind of, it's been in the news a little bit. I just read about it, but for whatever reason, it reached uh, American shores. and It did? uh, Yeah, I was seeing it a lot on Twitter, people talking about it and uh, tradition and shit like that. So uh, Sumo Elders which are basically retired sumo players who they mm-hmm. have to like be high rank, usually top dudes. They retire, they get retirement pay, of course. They can open their own sumo houses and stables. And it's like, it's a historical thing. It's like the Hall of Fame of sumo. And uh, Hakuho, Yokozuna, uh, Yokozuna Hakuho is is right now since I've gotten to Japan the like top guy like he's the one everyone talks about or did talk about uh, and all that junk uh top, no, top sumo guy and uh, you know yeah. I'm not like super in the sumo but I that's one of the things I think is kind of cool about like culturally about Japan that they have a I don't know if you call it a martial art but it's a game it's very it's unique to this place and it th- uh, that's cool, right? But uh, yeah, Hakuho yeah. is not Japanese. He's Mongolian. And okay, uh, rec- I don't know about recently, but a lot of times the better sumo wrestlers are not Japanese. It happens over and over and over again. But in order to become a sumo elder, you have to be Japanese. Nationality, citizenship, all that junk. And mm-hmm. what I was reading okay. from more uh, Western stuff is that people thought that was kind of silly and stuff. And then other people say, well, it's tradition and that's just how it is. But to me, it is very 
silly because as as much as you want to talk about Japan has tradition, Japan does have tradition. We're going to talk about kimono later. Jesus Christ. Uh, sumo yeah, elders. Well, that, that, that situation is already passed, actually. Sumo elders being Japanese only started like 40 years ago. You know what I mean? And after another yeah. dude, a Hawaiian dude, was going to be want to be a sumo elder. Like, I think a lot of the rules they have in Japan, like this one, are just yeah. purely xenophobic, dude. Like, it, 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 it doesn't change anything. He can change his nationality, and it's fine. There's nothing there. But he's not like a soldier. He's not going to be president. He's not going to be a diplomat or anything. There's no reason that he has to be. He's going to be a dude. Yeah, he's just going to be a dude. There's no reason you have to change your nationality to do that. And it's just hard to do. I'm sure he'll he'll get it done. It'll be easy. But just like, you know, women not entering the ring and, you know, someone could have a heart attack and if the only doctor's a lady, <laughs> they're going to die. Like, that kind of stuff Jesus is... Christ. I mean, it's true. That kind of stuff is super, super silly to me. Uh, but on on this segment, we just talk about perceptions versus reality this is not a traditional thing this is just a fucking bad old keep japan japanese thing so we'll see uh any any input there soldier that just sound yeah i mean it just sounds racist um (laughs) here's the thing yeah i I wouldn't say racist i just think it's because he can still get it he's just got to change his nationality yeah, I mean, it's like it's like what the mob does. They're like, "Oh, you want to be a made man? Sorry, you're not a fucking Italian. You fucking insert slur here." So, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, I guess yeah, he can still get most of the stuff as long as he changes his nationality. It's just funny that he has to not funny, but rather it's ridiculous that he has to, like jump through an extra hoop just because. I mean, he like, is right. like one of the best dudes. That's the thing to me. Like, it's not. It's not like anyone can become a sumo elder. You have to be top class guy. He's top class guy, but he can't do it because of his passport. That doesn't make sense to me. He lives here. He's this is his life. To have to change anything, to have to change anything just because yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Whatever. That's the fact. Been, yeah, uh, the fact that he has to give up his other. He has to give up his other membership. That's where I'm like, what? Like, why does he have to give it up? Right. Is what I understand. Like it's well, like, oh, you can't go back there so now. You you here now. You have to stay here. It's very like old time warry thing. Like if if uh, if there's a war, whose side are you on? So they want everyone to be Japanese. That's that's basically what any of the passport stuff is. If you want Japanese benefits, we need you to be Japanese so that if there's a war, we can trust you. Which I don't know how that changes anything because the color of your passport yeah. doesn't mean a damn thing unless you're like my good old friend who just kept his passport in his pocket and now he's got two <laughs> smart man smart man smart man teal i don't think that's smart legal man. don't think that's legal who cares man america doesn't give a shit you know that america doesn't care what you do abroad <laughs> as long as you oh, come God. as long as you come back without bombs or something you're okay well thanks for listening to that next week we'll have a different segment called everything wrong with gaming and uh, in particular, oh, we're going to talk about... Oh, shit, it's a whole episode. We're going to talk about Jason Schreier is is the, the topic on that one. Okay, I, I, you can't and, just park it 
You can't just target people in segments. No, I'm not going to target him. I'm going to target his writing. I'm sure he's a nice guy. That's oh fucking shit. Sure, okay. You're a journalist. You can you can be you can back me up on it. No, I can't. I actually fully disagree with you. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, no, I know. We'll see. I disagree with you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Once I once I lay once I put it on the table, I don't think you'll be able to say no. I mean, I can say no. I just think you won't give a shit. Maybe. All right. <clears throat> now time for <laughs> our uh, our main topics. All right. Yeah, I'm just so, glad Scott Storch a job after all these years. I made that. Um, what are you talking shout about? Scott, Scott Storch. I, I appreciate he's still using them pianos uh, to make Diet Justice League Look, beats. I'm not. I don't make oh, music. Make- I don't know how to make music. I just sorry. I use too much fucking piano, bro. All right. Let me let me live. Dog. Oh, you make that? Oh, okay. Well, if you made this, it's great. You Never think mind. I got that no, from Scott awesome. Storch? Is that is is it or his name? He Scott, needs. He needs. Is his name Scott he Storch? He needs money, so Storch? I thought that maybe you would have paid him. Yeah, Scott Storage. He needs money. Okay. Uh, Sony possessions play new PlayStation piece. for hardcore gamers. So this article came out from oh, Wall Street gamer, Journal. Wait, oh, gamers or gamers? Which one is it? It's the same thing, man. Same thing. Same oh, thing. okay. Good. Uh. So a, a few points from this article, the Wall Street Journal article. A, Sony's main source of revenue is video games by a big margin. People were kind of talking shit about that. But like when you look at the numbers, it's trillions of dollars. They're still making like $500 yeah. billion dollars on their movies and a trillion dollars on the TVs and things. So they're fine. But video games is, yeah. is rising and it's just going up and up. Uh, two, Sony is investing in larger companies, and three, Sony's views on their competitors. So, uh, this was interesting to me because of how people were reacting versus how I reacted when I first read it. I thought most of this was, huh? How so? I thought most of this was good stuff and expected. I was kind of happy Sony wasn't doing what Sony used to do. and just, Like, Sony used to just kind of do whatever the fuck it wanted. It didn't matter what was happening. And that's why they ended up selling off and selling off and buying so many things. Like, they were in the hole for a while. But it yeah. looks like they're going with the trends here. And that to me, that's smart. Um, what did you think? No, I thought I thought it was good because, like you said, it's, it sounds like they're starting to get back on track. I I I feel like they were doing this thing where they had to com- they felt like they had to compete with everyone because, like it says in here, like you know, like they said that you know, like Switch isn't really their competition, um, which good because I don't really think PlayStation should be about being in the mobile market right now. I mean, and I feel like a lot of where the Switches power not power but like versatility lies that a lot of people use their switch mobily and 
that doesn't need to be anything Sony needs to focus on. Like, let, let Nintendo have that. Focus on what you're good at. And I feel like that's what they're going for. So I thought yeah. that was smart. I mean, here's the thing. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's It says, like, uh, smaller companies are unhappy. Like, PlayStation's not at Tokyo Game Show this year, which is big because, you know, it's fucking, it's their land. <laughs> that's their home. And yeah. they're not going to be there. Okay. And uh, smaller companies are saying uh, like they feel shift shafted or whatever. But I think it ties right into that Nintendo thing not being a competitor. Nintendo is the one taking the indie mobile games. And Tokyo Game Show is a lot of mobile games. It's a lot yeah. of mobile games. So them not being there, them not looking at the Switch's competition, them maybe hopefully cleaning up the PlayStation Store and getting rid of mobile games, I think it's good. I, you yeah. know... I, I don't think that's a bad I, thing at all. I, I think they're shifting. I feel, I feel like that's what is a shift because people were. I mean, I liked it when they were doing it, but Sony had a huge focus on indie games. For yeah, a while. when the PlayStation Four like, first came out, it was indie, indie, indie all over. The shit, place. shit. The PlayStation Three too. Towards the towards like towards the, the last end, half yeah. of its cycle, so it was a bunch indies. of indie shit. But the thing, what they said was, if we stay at the top and we stay number one, the indies are going to come. Anyway, you know, and yes, exactly. I mean, the only real difference is is that maybe they're not going to like hug them and say this is ours, like Shinmu 3, right? Like the fact that Sony showed Shinmu 3 or like said we want this on our platform on stage is really big for Shinmu 3 and every other indie game that they do that with. I, I get that, but. I, I think them not focusing on those is not a bad thing. And I'm sure there will still be some focus on indie games for the PlayStation. It's just not going to be front and center right. like before. Yeah, I mean, there will still be a focus. Because, I mean, like, indie games overall have kind of moved into the space where, I mean, people consider some indie games, like, those are games they look forward to, like, for years. Like, indie games are a different thing now, right? So they're always going to have a corner of the market, and of course, like, PlayStation's going to need to pay attention to them. But that's only because they spent so many years paying attention to them that now indies are at that level. Well, so, I mean, indies are also getting a lot better. Like, Overcooked is one of my favorite games I've played. Yeah, I mean, it's great. great. Yeah. Uh, fucking Stories, Path of Destinies is super fun. I, I played that for, like, eight hours on one day after, like, being hungover. It's a... Super fun game. Indies are getting a lot better. I think they don't need as much support as far as, like, you know, that kind of push. And with things like PlayStation Plus, and, like, they're going to get pushed anyway. I would never buy this fucking home record turbo game. But it's on PlayStation Plus, so I'll get it. And guess what? They get money for that, and more people are playing. It's a win for everybody. I think it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Stadia. They think Stadia is going to be shit, and <laughs> it's not reliable, so they don't consider them... Uh... What, they said exactly I mean, I was, what they said exactly was, to play the games at the best quality, you need a piece of hardware. Sony will provide the hardware, is what they're saying. And so, I, I, don't, I can't disagree until Stadia comes out and blows their minds. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I'm I'm not gonna lie. I think they're taking the absolute right position on this because uh, I I think they're right. I mean, let's be real. 
it's not the fact yeah i get what they're saying like oh it's not reliable it doesn't have like a stable console like yes that's part of it but i think the fact that they're thinking like that I think that's also a reflection of just how a lot of the market is thinking about it. Like the people who are going to buy this type of shit. Like, I feel like right. even they are like, well, I mean, it's streaming and my internet connection isn't even that fucking good. What good is this going to do for me? So I think they're taking the right approach to that. I wouldn't especially in America stretch my neck out. They so much. Oh yeah. Especially in America. We're not fucking with that. Right. And then, you know, back to the, the Nintendo thing, it's still speculated by many people. In particular, uh, Colin Moriarty, he keeps talking about it every fucking day. Not every day, I'm, I'm not, I mean, he talks about it. But there's a good chance you will end up with a virtual console on PlayStation. Uh, at some point. Maybe not 4, but oh, yeah. good, it's likely on 5, where you'll just be able to download a large portion of Nintendo's games on other platforms. There's no reason oh, yeah. not to, you know? Uh, it's it's it would, gonna happen. I mean, listen, I they've so. already started doing it with fucking phones. Right, like, right. How many? There's like a bunch of Nintendo games on phones, and I think Doctor Mario's coming out soon. Right. So I mean, yeah. And as far as Xbox is concerned, Xbox is Xbox is is what I wrote here. I I think Sony knows Xbox is their main competitor, but I also think they know that Xbox is veering into the services into more more the games and less the console. And I think that's why Sony's yeah. buying up or planning to buy up studios and planning to do more double A, triple A games because yeah. that's what Xbox is gonna do. I think Sony is as far as hardware, I think they think they've already won the next cycle. As long as yeah. they don't say anything I, fucking I, I, stupid. Right, as long as they don't say anything stupid, I think as long as it is powerful enough and it's not like super weak compared to the next Xbox or whatever, I think they see they've won that hardware game. It's the it's the software that's gonna win. So yeah, we'll yeah, and and because that's how they've been winning with the past couple of consoles. Because technically their console was always stronger, so. Like with you know the 360 and the Xbox One, so I mean I'm not I I think that they're choosing the right approach. I, I think people the way people reacted to it was kind of weird, but yeah. Um, Smoke weed I, Hey, one thing. Yes, we won't call it Jason Schreier. We'll call it Kotaku. How about that? Does that make you happy? No. All right, I'll, I'll figure. I don't, out. Like, I, don't, I don't like giving them free ads. If you get what I mean, I mean they're I'd already the number one thing. You can't. No, I just want to talk about how it can be better, not necessarily rubbing them out one. You know that? No. Oh God, I hope you don't do that to them. Jesus Christ! All right, back to the topic. Smoke weed every day. Uh, that's just what I'm going to play every time I want to talk about something we should have talked about earlier. Uh, number two, Kim Kardashian names women underwear brand kimono. I'm sure everyone heard about this one. Why did you say it's over, Biko? Can you explain? Well, because she already pulled the name back. And before we continue, okay, y'all know that Kris Jenner is like the greatest marketing woman in the world, right? Y'all know this is all, like, this is all a... It was all on purpose. Like, you know, some one of my friends tweeted the other day, she said, you know, it has to be really tone deaf for 
everybody in Kim Kardashian's, you know, writer, like, you know, room where they were deciding to come up with a name and nobody thought, wow, maybe we shouldn't do this. And I'm like, well, yeah, somebody said that. And then they were like, nah, let's do it. Cause watch, it's just going to bring us more attention. Sure. So that's, that's my position on it. I knew this was going to blow over in like a week. Cause that's usually what happens with Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian fucking breathes. People who act like they don't care about Kim Kardashian throw a fucking fit about it for three years. And then she fixes it. And then the people who pretend not to care about her go on not pretending not to care about her. And it's it's a weird cycle because I feel like it's, it mostly is the people who talk about it usually just... They're the people who are saying, oh, all we care about is the Kardashians. Nobody pays attention to politics, but they don't like actually read anything. So... Yeah, yeah. Basically, people got mad at her because she called her um, shapewear line uh, kimono, which is like a pun off of her name, obviously. But it's also the name of a uh, what would you call it? Uh, I, I'd call it like a Japanese like fucking robe, basically. What, what, yeah, what's, I mean that, that's a good explanation. It it directly translates to wear thing, <laughs> thing to wear. Uh, it's, oh, that's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's an it's a traditional people like to use that word uh garb that people used to wear and still wear today in japan people used to wear it more often back then today it's more for special occasions like weddings and seijinshiki seijinshiki is like the quinceanera or uh what's the jew one called uh, bar mitzvah bar mitzvah of of uh, Japanese, what's the Jew one called? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? What's what what, what what's more better? No, 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 uh... no, no. It was just fun. It was just funny. Any, right. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I don't want. I don't yeah. want Ben Shapiro continue. coming after me. Continue. <laughs> that's, that's all. Can continue. Continue. Please. Continue. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, to me, I really don't care. I mean, I thought it was a stupid name, Kim kimono for kim or whatever what I, I thought it was a dumb name i but what did kind of scratch me the wrong way is just how fervent everyone was talking about it and how uh especially on the japanese end how it how fucking pretentious it was to talk about it so much like i i, oh, I yeah. saw people saying talking about like this is why we should withdraw from western culture and how disrespectful it is you know first of all welcome the cultural appropriation it happens to uh everyone and this has got to be like the softest everything cool was made by black people yeah people say who say that okay, okay. like it ha- that's the softest it is like someone naming a brand after a style of wear is got to be the softest form of any kind of appropriation you could think of but like the thing with culture doing blackface every day go go exactly go do something to like them. they i heard so much <laughs> about cultural sensitivity and respect and all that but no one ever pulls any japanese person up on any of the language they use which is wrong you know don't call underwear pants how about that i like pants pants are important to me you pants aren't fucking underwear how about that uh, don't wear blackface all the time. How about that? How about holidays? No one, if you're not Japanese, you don't get any kind of religious holiday that you'd ever want. Screw you. And then all the holidays that they do, like, celebrate or acknowledge, at least, like Christmas or whatever. Fuck it. Christmas is just for selling stuff. Christmas Eve is just for fucking and ice cream cakes. I got that one from MX. 
anything. Like, Japan doesn't care about anyone's culture on anything ever. So I think it's yeah. really, really arrogant to like get that uh, <laughs> that put out of shape by someone naming a brand I mean, a word. I mean, it's not even like that's, a, a that's sacred internet, place though. or it's a god or anything. You know, that. like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the internet. It's fine, but it, it the thing is, it it's called when shit gets real, or even when shit gets like kind of real in Japan. It always goes far out, curved shot, level 10, wrong. All the time. Every time. It never is just reasonable. Like, a woman names a brand the wrong thing, we have to get out of Western culture. Uh, White people will never understand us. (laughs) This is what's wrong with America. Like, that kind of stuff is just ridiculous. How about you just, you know... And the thing is, most people, I think, don't care. I'd imagine if I asked most of my Japanese friends, they would just, like, shrug and keep eating their curry. So, whatever, man. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I just think it's just people... It's just people, they like to be mad about things. Like, I understand there are some things to be upset about, but this is one of those things you go like, oh, that's dumb. Why would she do that? And then you you, you move on. (laughs) There's not much else to do after that. You don't have to make it about, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Nah, it, it ain't that serious, man. It's not. Like, it's really not. It's not that bad. Number three, she still Chinese... shouldn't have done it. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't buy that stuff. It's not for me. My legs look great. Chinese publisher Indivent, 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 Indivent. I maybe I wrote this wrong. The who, ones who, who made that game Devotion, yeah. uh, they have lost their business license after the poo joke, which is a joke over Xi Jinping. I guess that's how you say it. Jinping, Jinping. I don't know. Uh, so this game, if you don't remember, a few months ago we talked about it. It's a Chinese game. It's a horror game. It's get, getting lots of acclaim until someone found like a little note in the game which had like a joke about the Chinese president, if that's what you call the person in China. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And the game yes. was taken okay. off the store, okay. and then they went silent, and they said they're working to get it back, and then now recently they've lost their business license. Uh, to me, that's not so important. It sucks, you know, but that's... That's China. We need we need like an applause sound. I, well, no, it's no, it's fucked up. I mean, granted, I mean, we all know there's a lot there's something, you know, much bigger going on in China, but this is just like another like kind of fucked up thing that China does. They're like, "Hey, I don't like this shit. Stop it." And they just kind of have to stop it. And it's real fucked up. Um Oh, by the way, guys, I've added a third soundboard. That's right. I have three soundboards on my screen right now, and my life is hell. It's fucking shit me already. Um, I like that one. It's long. Uh, but okay, so, Chuck, man, you're not in Hong Kong. Move somewhere else. Well, here's the thing for me. Uh, everything is moving more toward China. I mean, you look at movies... Almost every movie, especially like your big, big ones, have like a China scene or Chinese actors in them now to get the Chinese audience into it to make more money. I mean, they have like a bajillion people over there. Uh, video games, 
are now okay and they're moving over there, but stuff is still a little iffy. I mean, what do you think this is going to do to video games, knowing that you have actual censorship for a, what could possibly be? I mean, the potential of China for video games is large. It could be the largest market for video games just by the amount of people. Do you think this affects what's going to happen to us in the future as as far as what kind of games you get are we not going to get uh, mortal combats anymore because the the you know 20 million in the west versus the possible 100 million in china could buy it yeah i mean i feel like it it makes it so that we're missing out on a lot of shit i i feel like it's like <sighs> there could be the next big game or the next like cool IP that comes out but it probably won't be able to exist because you know the Chinese government's like no go fuck yourself basically so yeah I think that for the future of like you know not even just like you said Chinese gaming but like gaming overall I feel like it's kind of fucked up because you have this whole market that can't really experience a lot of things it is moving forward like you said but like you know they can't really like participate and it seems like the government's not really getting any like more lax on that shit. So yeah, no, it's not. It's not looking too great. I mean, well, I, that's I, the thing though. Like, it's complicated. Yeah, I think as far as American games, I'm being specific with American games like Mortal Kombat and like shit like that. I think they know that you you technically have another segment of audience with China. And whatever you do for there, you'd have to change it, like with PUBG and shit like that. Or you just don't do it, like with MK, right? You just don't do it. Uh, I'm more worried about, like, your, um, you know, Ubisofts and stuff like that, who I think will definitely bend to get more sales on that side of the world. Oh, 100%. To do that. It also worries me, like, creativity in China will be a little weird unless they move. Like That was, that just... was, that was more my point, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. But I, th- I think, like, for us, I think we'll be able to get what we get. I don't think, like, I don't think we're going to lose too much. I just worry about... Uh... I mean, it happens now. You don't even... A year or two ago, you don't even sell video games in China, right? So... You couldn't do it at all. We'll, we'll see. I think it'll be uh, okay. I'm just worried about the big AAA, you know, watchdogs. Who who makes watchdogs? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, I'm worried about like a watchdogs. Like now, watchdogs. There's going to be, and it's fine. I'm okay with Chinese characters. I love sleeping dogs, but there's it's gonna start like Chinese dude with in hong kong but there's no blood and there's this and that you know what i mean like it's i feel like that's how business works that's capitalism right there and so you know we might lose out but that's if gaming continues i think they might even just cancel it all together later besides mobile stuff oh no i think that's just exactly what they're gonna do they're just gonna say they're just gonna shun the whole thing oh well well boys and girls get rid of all of it Thank you for listening to our main topics. Let's uh, take a little music break and we'll be right back.
All right. Uh, new segment on the show. A segment we've been trying to get on the show, and finally we can get on the show because Yay. people fucking listened eventually. Good guys. Uh, Read a questions. So we've got two questions today. One from, is his name Javier? Yes, Javier. Is it Javier, is it Javier or Javier? Is it Javier or Javier? Javier. 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 Not Javier. Javier, not, Javier, not Javier say it. But Javier. Because we have two Javiers, right? Yes, Javier, and then there's also Javier. Okay. Javier asks, uh, I, I don't have the exact quote. I just took it from last episode. Because we did this question like three weeks ago, and then three weeks ago, everything else. <sighs> yeah. In what ways it do we include think- yeah. Yeah, in what ways do we think games journalism can be better? We complain about it a lot. Uh, I actually, because we answered this three weeks ago, I decided to give a more pinpoint answer this time. I want to direct everyone's attention to Kotaku for a second. Uh, Yesterday, actually very recently, there were two articles which highlight what's wrong with games journalism. Did you see the article about Mario Kart yesterday, Pico? I'm sure you didn't because it's a Kotaku article. No. (laughs) So one of the articles is from yesterday on Kotaku. It's called One Trick to Getting Better at Mario Kart. Relax. One of the problems for me when I read articles and when I think about journalism and things, it needs to be one of a few kinds of articles. It has to be informative or an opinion, you know, with reason in it. It can be something more like informative is more newsish, right? It can also be something to teach yeah. me something I didn't know or give me insight into something I didn't know. It also has to be actual, actually worth talking about. And the two articles I have today break all of these rules in some way. This one about Mario Kart, it's not informative at all. It is opinionated, but there is no opinion. It's just kind of, in a way, a diary. And it gives, doesn't <laughs> teach you anything. It doesn't teach you anything at all. And Jesus it's not news. Christ. This article is wait, about... Wait, wait, what do they even talk about? Okay. Basically, Gita Jackson and everything she writes about is about herself. Her boyfriends or her roommates or her grandfather or her parents. Games are not really what her article is about. They're all about her. You can replace it with anything, but she uses it and writes it and it gets on the front page and then you click on that and that's what's wrong with games journalism. It's not about games. This is not at all really about Mario Kart. The girl is playing Mario Kart with her boyfriend who's much better than her. That's the thing. And she's saying, I was having a nice time with someone I love. He's a lot better at Mario Kart than me, but I couldn't be bothered. I sh- I get tense. She has a wh- what's it called? Uh, anxiety disorder. Maybe she's naturally a tense person. She always grips her controller too tight in tense moments. But I followed my boyfriend and I relaxed and I won a game. And that's the article. That's the article. That's the that's the two scroll three okay, scroll article. My, my six paragraphs. My oh, my this is the article post. like this is that it's it's mostly that. This just isn't the place for it. Exactly. Like, oh, wait, Shafar. What? It's in a place called fucking Game Diary. Why are you confused? It's on the front page. It's literally listen, called listen. Kotaku Game Diary. No. But that... Shafar, if you go to Kotaku's front page and you click on something that's subtitled Kotaku's no, Game stop, Diary. Stop, 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 stop. 
Kotaku is a blog, right? Everything that's posted on there is immediately in the front. If they want to do a game diary, they shouldn't, because everything she writes is a game diary anyway. I didn't know it was called I mean, Game well, Diary, but that doesn't matter. It was on the front page. It was on the first thing you see. It's featured there. Yeah, it's a, it's a gaming blog. Kotaku, okay, that, that's why I don't like us using Kotaku as an example. We know Kotaku shit. So why even use that as like because they're every the time number, we talk about the game? No, the because because Game Informer is not like that. If you go look at every Game Informer article, they're not like that at all. No, yeah, fine, uh, it's that's great, but Kotaku is the number one. It's the most visited, most talked about. Okay, but that they don't represent all of gaming journalism. I know because they're I'm, access. I'm I answering mean, the question. You know, you know what the number one most popular news source is? Fucking Facebook. Facebook's raw, dog. Yeah, no, it's not. It's probably the worst goddamn place you can get your news. And if you're listening to this and you get your news from Facebook, delete your Facebook. Stop, stop doing that. It's bad. It's bad for you. Right. My my point is, I, I'm not gonna answer the question about why I think games journalism is so bad by picking good articles. I mean, I have to. I'm giving examples of what I see as okay, bad but, journalism but, and what pops out. Uh, but that wasn't even the question, though. The question was, what ways do we think game journalism can be better? So answer the question, then. My, okay, I'm tr- I'm trying to, brah. It can be better by not posting bull like that on the website front page. The thing is, mm. a lot of game journalists... I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't agree with that, because I feel like that's kind of fucked up to talk about game journalism, but then you specifically pick Kotaku, who is not... I get it. They're the most read, but that doesn't mean that's like 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 I said. That's like picking a social media site and saying this is what's wrong with news. No, like, no, I, no, no, I just don't but feel like that. Kotaku like that's says fair. they're game journalists. What do you mean? No, they, okay, Shavar. The people at Breitbart call themselves journalists. What does that have to do with anything? That's they're part of what's wrong with journalism. That, that's what I'm. Listen to what I'm saying. No. Those guys aren't even in journalism. They're just fuckers who write a blog. That's not journalism. I know, but so that's... So is journalism either. They can call themselves whatever they want. Shit, I'm Elon Musk now, because I called myself Elon Musk. Okay, but that's what I'm, I'm saying. Let me go get, get a Tesla and go fuck Grimes. Okay, that's fine. But most of the things that we get, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, come from places like this. And that's what's wrong with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with writing your game diary. Fine. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's what's the most prolific. This is what pops up. I don't get half the things I put on the for the podcast and news stuff. I have to go like into weird places on the Internet to find. Because what's in front and center is not news. That's what's wrong with game journalism. It's garbage like this. Hey, okay, you say front and, you say front and center. Front and center where? Where what is it front and center? It's it gets shared and shared on Twitter. It pops up in where, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's that's the people you're following on Twitter. Because I'm gonna be real with you, dog. I don't see no Kotaku shit on my Twitter feed ever. If I ever see anything from Kotaku, I have to literally go on Twitter, go onto their website and look at it. Or sometimes I see it on my Facebook feed. So are you, I don't. Are you saying there's nothing with wrong people. with game journalism? No, there is. I just think you need to look in different circles. So I think that's part of the tell, answer you as tell well. Me what's what's wrong? Not, with what can be if, if you're seeing Kotaku every single day, if you're seeing their articles all over the place, I really think that has more to do with who you're following and who you're paying attention to. 
because I don't see them very often. If anything, I see what is it? Games Radar. I see uh, GameSpot. I see Game Informer, no and I see IGN. I do not see Kotaku like ever in my like daily okay. feed. Okay, I, I, I can. Don't. I can. If I mean, if you want to give me time, I can go and look at a GameSpot article and tell you what's wrong with that too. I was just giving an example. Like you're telling me what I'm saying is invalid because my example is not one you would have preferred. What do you no, think I'm, is wrong I'm, with games? I'm journalism? saying because saying games journalism, like I said, that's like me saying, you know, what's wrong with journalism, and then and then going to go go on on the National Review, and then write right, and then reading one of their articles and saying that's what's wrong with journalism. No, the people at the National Review and okay, people okay, at okay, fucking okay, Breitbart me, and people at TNT, they think they're journalists. They're not actually journalists. Okay, so what do you think is wrong, and how can it be better? Well, I feel like what's wrong with a lot of gaming journalism now is that people aren't really giving a lot of their i feel like the most valuable game journalism is on podcasts now and that's mostly because there's not 40 editors running through somebody's stuff um they're given a little more freedom to say what they need to say i mean but that's that's mainly my thing about it right now if i to me to me will make it better and i think i said this in our deleted version needs to be more vetting there needs to be more distinction between like like our conversation we just had now, there's even more distinction between what's a game journalism person or what's a game journalist and what's just some what's a Kotaku, what's a fucking blog that is like we're a gaming uh, news site. Like yeah, it's a blog. Like Kotaku's a blog. It's not a website. That's like like I said, comparing Kotaku to like Game Informer is like comparing the Washington Post. I know, I'm sorry. It's like comparing the fucking National Enquirer to the Washington Post. Like. I would say that if anything is wrong with gaming journalism, it's the fact that we're not treating it like standard journalism. We need people who actually have qualifications. I feel like you can't just be some fucker who writes for Jezebel or Kotaku or Gizmodo or whatever the fuck and gets it published and then you can call yourself a journalist. I can go get something published on all those websites right now. And that wouldn't make me any more of a movie critic. It just makes me a blogger. How do you stop that? needs to be happen is just get a distinction between the two well how do you make the distinction how do you get people to do that i mean there's there's like there's obvious like you know like formatting in the way you write articles for instance game informer game informer has a completely different way they write their articles from other places especially if they're doing a review or if they're writing a news article they do it basically like we do in journalism school it's an inverted Pyramid. It's the most important shit at the top, least important shit at the bottom. Okay. Or the last details at the bottom, like you know, release dates and shit. Kotaku, on the other hand, is literally written like creative writing. It's literally written like in my diary today. Even their reviews. There's some reviews I read on Kotaku that are literally half of the shit is about them. It, like you said, just like you said, it's about what they thought about this game, but not actually anything about the game. It's just something about them. That's the difference. I can't go to my job where I work now and write like a Kotaku writer did because I get fired immediately because that's not it's not well, how you write. I, I think so. I, feel I, like... I think our stances are on different ends as far as for me to me the responsibility is not on the. I mean, it, some of it is. People should look at the source. As what it is. When I see Kotaku, I hold very little weight in it. But the only reason I use Kotaku is because Kotaku is prolific. They do get the interviews. They do get the clicks. They like 
you can say whatever you want about how whether it's journalism or not if we're talking about which videos and which website gets more traffic GameSpot versus Kotaku or like Kotaku is going to win a lot and when and when we talk about stuff people are talking about it's there's a good chance you know they saw it on Kotaku I think the source has responsibility to also kind of manage what they're saying I think what you're saying is people should I don't know uh People should be more frank with how they're looking at the sources. Everyone knows Kotaku's shit, so we shouldn't buy into it and talk about it. It's going to be what it is, and we should look more yeah. towards your game spots or your yeah, IGN. Yes, we, we, we stop giving attention to the fucking bad goddamn outlets. Because there's, there's already this problem in standard journalism. There are kids right now who fucking get their news... And get their opinions from some glassist fuck on Twitch who is like, hi, I'm a libertarian and this is the news and this is what I think about it. That's terrible. That's fucking awful. It's just like it's just as bad as watching goddamn Fox News or MSNBC where somebody's just yelling at you, telling you what to think. It's bad. And I do think it does kind of rely on the consumer to pay attention to what the fuck they're reading. Because if you just if you just read the first fucking thing that comes across your plate, if you just eat any old piece of shit that somebody puts in front of you, at some point you can't really be mad at them. You know, well, let's does that talk make, about does that make more, any sense? Of a, more of a middle. Yeah, it makes sense. Let's talk about more of a middle ground thing, not the bullshit Kotaku post, but what about the ones that are actually important? Like recently, like I mentioned earlier, Jason Schreier writes a lot about people getting fired and losing jobs. And he wrote an article maybe two or three days ago about QA uh, quality assurance people in developer offices not getting invited to parties or treated differently. Is that journalism? Uh, not the way he wrote it, but the topic itself is. Why not the way he wrote it? Because they write like shit. They literally write like it's an editorial. They don't just put the fucking facts there. They write shit mm. like it's a fucking journal. That's the thing. It's you can't get through the piece without taking on Jason's opinion of shit or taking on his little hits and facts about it because that's not what a fucking journalist does. We need more shit like Game Informer's long form previews or their long form uh, just features on games and shit. Because guess what? In the previews and stuff, they might say they don't like something. They might hint at something, but they're not telling you what the fuck to think about. It. They're just telling you shit about what's going on. And that's what journalism should be. It shouldn't be, wait, look at all this, look at this issue, and then, hi, I'm Jason Schreier, and I'm writing about this issue. That's what all their articles are. Because if you read through half of their long-form articles, it's the same shit repeated ten times over, and then it ends. There's right. And then there's, like, tidbits thrown, thrown throughout. That's my main problem, is that it's not written well, and you also can't muddle all of that important quote-unquote shit with... Hi, I play Mario Kart with my boyfriend, and Kotaku paid me to write about it. Like, there's right. a di- I, you, you need to make a fucking distinction, right? Not I, you, I agree. but them. No, no, you need no, to make no, a fuck no. distinction. I, I think I think we agree. I just think we put the onus on different ends. Uh, I mean, I I like it's on the sources, and it's on the consumer, and it's on Kotaku for 
you know, as they grow themselves, not trying to get better. They just think that, well, we're getting clicks, so let's just keep doing the same shit we're doing. Like, uh, we're going to have a fine art thing where all we do is post five pictures we got from an artist, and you guys click on it, and we're not even going to explain anything behind the images. We're just going to post them. Or I'm and, Brian Ashcraft, yep, and I'm not going to talk um, about anything happening in Japan, I, except it happens in the news, so I'm going to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, this thing happened in Japan. I'm going to talk about like. The Kotaku staff is terrible, and, and I get it. A lot of people read it because it's there. It's easy to access, but don't. That's not how you should read news. News shouldn't be consumed by whatever comes your way first, whatever the easiest way to get it is. It's not what, that. It's what literally. What do you recommend? Oh, let me look at what I fucking read. I re- oh for game journalism shit. I recommend Game Informer. Uh, mm, IGN's okay. They're all right. They're not great. They're okay. Um, uh, mostly Game Informer though. Um, GameSpot's usually pretty dope too. Wait, I recommend GameSpot. Um, GameSpot doesn't exist, right? GameSpot's maybe. <laughs> well, what, what's the one that died? Giant Bomb. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Giant Bomb is still here. What are you talking about? I thought um, Giant Bomb has a whole fucking podcast network. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um. It was like game something. Well, point is, it, it, it wasn't GameSpot. GameSpot's usually pretty decent. What's it? Uh, Polygon's good sometimes. One place I get a lot of my news is from the games, not video games. Don't go there. But the games subreddit. It's almost exclusively news. Uh, from lots and lots and lots and lots of sources. But it's usually more serious news. It's not... It's not your Mario Kart boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. I'm Gita. I have a boyfriend. Did you know I have a boyfriend? I play Mario Kart news. It's none of that. It's mostly actual news and people who care about actual things posting up there. You can try that Reddit. I like Game Informer. I do read Game Informer. Um, I also... For... It it is opinionated and I don't agree with it maybe twenty five percent of the time, but I do like Jim Sterling on YouTube. Because he doesn't present things like they're facts. He does present them as his opinion and what happens. But it is uh in it is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Well, thank you for answering that question, Bigo. One more question, and then we're out of here. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't don't yawn. This is from from Dank Dick Juice. Uh, is there anything you'd want change with PS Plus with the PlayStation Five launch? Thank you, Dick. Dank Give me Juice. a reason to stay on fucking PlayStation Plus. Well, what's the point online. of being a member for like ten years? You ain't gonna give a shit. What do you mean? You get a game. You get games every month. You get to play online. You get discounts uh, on okay. everything you buy. That's fantastic. There should still be a perk system for people who have been members for an extended amount of time. Yeah, more there games. There should be a reason to more stick member, around more for games. PlayStation Plus. There should be a reason to stick around for PlayStation Plus besides, hey, bitch, you get to get your games back. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I I think I would like... Uh... Include games to stream with it. Just, that, just fucking shove PlayStation Now into PlayStation Plus. It, it Nobody's buying it anyway. Be, if, it, it would be really neat to have PlayStation Plus with PlayStation Now. Even if it were like a small markup, like PlayStation Plus is what, 50 bucks a year? but And for 70 bucks a year, you can get PlayStation Now with it. 
That'd be I I'd do that. I'd pay That'd the extra cool. twenty I'd bucks just so I can. They won't do that though. Ever open my PlayStation Three ever again? Yeah, that's why they don't. That's why they're not gonna do it. Um, yeah, I mean, if anything else, I mean, that's the thing is like I kind of already like like besides what I said, I would like a some some kind of like fucking incentive to stay at least a consistent member or something like that. Um, Actually, I don't know. You, I don't really know what else it would do. I don't know if it's available anymore, but it might be. If you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you have a PlayStation or whatever, you should make sure to sign up for Sony Rewards because it kind of goes side by side yeah. with your PlayStation whatever. Everything you buy, like I think it's for every... $10 you spend, you get a dollar or something like that. Uh, when I was in America, I can't really use it here in Japan. They know I'm in Japan. But when I was in America, maybe in a year I'd be able to get like three games just from the PlayStation Rewards, the Sony Rewards, because of the other things I was buying on PlayStation Network. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, make sure you sign up for that. I don't know if it's still going it's pretty old, but it was going when I left, and it was going like a year or two ago, so it should still be viable. But you you get lots of points if you buy if you're buying games, you're gonna get points, and then you'll end up getting yourself another two or three games in a year with those Sony reward points. So don't uh, don't shy away from that. Yeah, and uh, well, finally, I I'm sorry I didn't make any recommendation music. Oh, oh, that that was sudden. Well, I'll I'll recommend some stuff. Um, yeah, I uh, I started playing Super Mario Odyssey. I think I mentioned that earlier. I started playing it yesterday. It's good. It's uh, it's it's relaxing after playing so many violent video games. Because I've also been playing way too much Mortal Kombat 11. I've been whooping Shivar's ass with Shang Tsung. Oh my god, come on. Uh, really? Ranking, ranking right, up. So and, this, okay, yeah, really. th- that means now we have to record and now we have to put a score counter up and so people can see that I smash you and I put and you I down. I win, yeah. Alright. The, the video coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. No joke. Tomorrow? It's tomorrow okay? Uh, Maybe. Let's oh, see. look how they shy away. All right. Anybody shine away from nothing? Uh, yeah, but Mario's pretty good. I've also been playing. Uh, uh did I think? Yeah, Overcooked. We play. I played that with Haley. That was really fun. It's Super a fun game. indie game about Great cooking game. and shit. Overcooked too. Get good. that one too. Great game. Huh? Get Overcooked too. It's yeah. A great game. Great game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. is that all you got, buddy? Um. Yeah, that's all I got for now. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Um, I I watched maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, Hyper Hardboard Gurume or Gourmet Report. One of the best pieces of Japanese television ever made. Uh, look for it on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, basically, it's centered around food, but it gives them an opportunity or an excuse, I guess, for uh, it, it's usually one or two guys with a camera. Japanese, of course, they go to different parts of the oh, world, God. and they interview different kinds of people: refugees, uh, people out of straight out of prison, uh, child soldiers, and they center it around food. So I guess that's an easy way to not get like killed or whatever. But it's really good 
show and fun to watch. Uh, it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's outside of Japan. It should be because there are English subtitles. Usually Japanese shows with English subtitles are available outside of Japan. So watch it. There are only four episodes, if I remember correctly, four or five. And they're all really good, really uh, insightful, very tense. Hmm. There's no protection. There's no safety. Uh, so very good show. Uh, Shaft on Netflix. I guess this is in theaters in America. I watch it on Netflix. Don't watch this movie. This is not... Uh, it's not a bad movie, <laughs> but it's not like a good movie. By the way, for Americans, yes, it's the one that's in theaters for yeah. uh, the non-weird uh, people. I watch it with Kulanika. Kulanika, me and Kulanika watch it. We watch the original Shaft. Well, not the original. We watch the Shaft from 10 years ago, and then we watch this Shaft. And it's, you know, it's it's your regular a movie, action movie. And you know, Samuel Jackson, I love Samuel L. Jackson, he's always great. But I would I'm happy I saw it on Netflix and didn't go to the theaters. How about that? I if if I had gone to the theaters and watched it, I felt like that would have been a waste of time. Watching it on Netflix, I felt like alright. So uh don't watch that movie in the theaters. Uh watch it on Netflix only if that bad, you're, huh? Like, cooking or something. It's not like bad bad, but it's not entertaining not to me like i mean samuel jackson had some funny lines here and there but it wasn't entertaining to me uh i also recommend if you have time to go online and watch ceo ceo is a fighting tournament just finished this past weekend and it was great the tekken side great yeah uh, it, it was, was awesome of, yeah the, the tekken side actually kind of uh the Tekken side was better than the Street Fighter side because in the Tekken side, you had lots of Japanese and Koreans. In the Street Fighter side, you had almost exclusively Japanese and maybe one American or something like that. And boy, was it boring because they had they rented out this big arena with a wrestling ring in the middle and they had a tunnel where all the players would come down and do like a you know pop off and excited and like all the japanese players like came out with like the to queen and beatles music and like bowed and then slowly approached the ring and it was super boring but the, the koreans and americans were much more fun so if you if you watch those uh the street fighter one not so exciting. Tekken, great. Mortal Kombat 11, also very, very good. Um, yeah, just, MK11 was awesome. Just it was watch really the, good. the top eights. It, it's re- yeah, the top 24 is fine as well. Very, very awesome. Very, very, very fun. Very cool. Uh, lots of... I'm talking like Donald Trump now. <laughs> uh, good, really good high-level play. A lot of top tier players some of like ninja killer who you don't get to see ever is his first event outside of his house it was really cool to see he's really good so yeah check yeah, that out excellent. Yeah. check that out uh, and that's all i've got i'm playing monster Hunter. if anyone wants to play with me let me know in the discord yeah uh remember yeah. you can reach us in many many places we have an instagram super chevy is it bros super chevy bros on instagram uh, yeah, yeah, Super Chevy Bros. We have a Twitter, Super Chevy Bro, on Twitter. Yep. S U P E R C H E V Y B R O. We have an email, Gmail, Super Chevy Bros at gmail.com. 
email us with your questions, email us with suggestions, email us with opening lines for the show. And we also have, we have one more, right? Uh, Discord. The Discord link is on yeah. our Twitter page. You can get it there. And if you want us to send it to you, I guess you can email us for that too. It's really strange. But in the Discord, we post all of our stories and some extra ones. Uh, all the game stories, Japan stories. We talk to people. We play games together eventually. Uh, and we're growing in there. There are a few people in there already. So talk, chat it up. We have uh, people all across the world. So there's always someone to talk to. So don't be shy. Uh, thank you for listening to Super Chevy Brothers Podcast. Let us know what you think of this new format. Uh, anything to say before we go? Yeah. Pico. Uh, uh, yeah. Continue to tune in, guys. Looking forward to seeing you next time. All right. See you guys. Have a good week. <laughs>